0: Welcome to Hearts and Minds. I'm Catherine McMahon and I'm here with Maura Cassidy. Today we're going to be talking about inner
1: peace. So Maura, what's inner peace to you? Well, inner peace can mean a lot of things, um, Catherine. The thing is, I suppose, the first question I'd often think about is, is it possible? Because often we can convince ourselves, you know, I don't have the temperament for this. You know, I'm not the sort of zen, serene, calm person who looks like, you know, I can get through anything. Or sometimes you think by lifestyle, you know, the kids, mortgage, work, whatever space we're in, we think inner peace just wouldn't be possible for me right now. Or also we can think simply I'm just not organised enough. Um, And I think all those things seem to convince us that it's just something for some people and other people just have to do without it. Whereas I think the greatest thing about inner peace that I've discovered is the simple fact that it's intentional. It's a choice and anybody can have inner peace if they really want it.
0: Okay, so I let's say giving an example of something that might happen. You might say, "Okay, this is a choice. I make the decision that I want inner peace then circumstances change that. And, you know, I could have a terrible day. Like I could end up burning the dinner. I could end up with the kids just particularly wrecking my head today. Totally. So I can, you know, I would want it. But then my circumstances, particularly now, I think, in the circumstance we are right now, where everybody's staying at home,
1: is particularly hard to have inner peace. Oh, totally. So, totally agree with you. And that's where I think I was reading something the other day written by Seneca, you know, who lived in the Roman Empire and he was a philosopher wasn't exactly straightforward. He seemed to be trying to protect his very existence at certain times. And he actually said that if people could find peace within themselves, they would still be able to think, work and be well, even if the world around them was at war. Because, of course, he lived through plagues, he lived through war, he Mm. lived through people. His life was, you know, under threat at certain stages. So I think that idea is very helpful for us, that stillness isn't just an add-on or a luxury. It's actually really, really important for us because we need it to to make proper decisions. It gives us clarity of thought. Precisely in these situations when we can feel like as if we've no control over anything. It's really important that we have that sense of, well there's decisions I can make within my limited circumstances. So
0: how, how would you how would you go about living that inner peace? How would you yeah, what would be a kind of
1: a step that would help? I think it would be really it's really important to consider your own core values. Um And the first thing to do about before you start even looking at that is thinking, well, inner peace has a cost. Anything that's worthwhile has a cost. So you need to be happy to fast from certain practices. Um, It's not something, inner peace isn't something that happens to you. It's something you have to make happen. When you say
0: fast from certain practices, what do you mean?
1: Well, for example, busyness for its own sake. You know, sometimes we're just happy with the to-do list. And as long as I keep moving, keep, keep getting stuff done, you know, busy, 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 or productivity, you know, even these days of lockdown, you know, where so a lot of us are sort of reflecting on the fact that, you know, up till now, maybe I've been just going, going, going without really considering why am I doing this? What's my purpose? What are my inner values? So the whole thing of core values is the idea of the less you want, the richer you are. See, it's bringing things down to what can I not live without? Um, it's it's a process. Um, a lot of it has to do with accepting limitations, accepting our own personal limitations, limitations of our own decisions or choices. So, for example, the fact that you may have, to give, give a silly example, you're married to one man. Well, obviously that limits your choices now, but... The beautiful thing about core values is once we, you might say, identify my core value as being this family that I have um, in my life, well, it gives a certain element of simplicity and harmony, and we don't hanker for things we don't have in the same way. Um, And core values look like things like hard work. It looks like, as I said, like family. It looks like people before stuff. It looks like a lot of different things for different people. But I think it's really, really important to sit down and give yourself the time to actually identify what they are.
0: Okay. Can I kind of drill this down a little bit further? Because I'm just saying, yeah, that's great. You know, uh, I have my core values. I know what they are. Um, I I, this is my decisions I've made and I'm committed to them. But yes, the pinpricks of each day. Absolutely. You know, so what's where do you go with
1: that? You know, um, because you lose your peace. Absolutely. And you lose your peace over the little print bricks of each day. You know, somebody does something to you, somebody says something to you, something somebody doesn't, somebody doesn't follow through on something they're supposed to follow through on, or somebody's not there for you in something. Um, I think it's helpful to think of it in terms of um, if, 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 if that thing in itself is, is, is not that important, you know, giving each other, I think that's where there's two other elements to this, I think, that need to be brought in. First of all, it's giving yourself time to, to, and space to reflect Okay? Mm -hmm. And time and space to reflect are really critical because they help you to identify things, the non essential, from the essential. OK, because sometimes we get caught up in things that are just right in front of our nose. And this is really important to me. This is really upsetting me at this particular moment in time. But if we give ourselves a chance to step away from it, we get clarity and perspective and go, you know, in the overall scheme of things, this isn't important. Yeah, yeah. We're all a little bit overextended under pressure at the moment. So the person who tends to be disorderly is probably an absolute disaster. The person who tends to be sort of rigid about punctuality and time frames and tidiness is probably maxing out in that direction. So So there's a certain element of, you know, zooming out the lens. I think having the time and space to reflect is really important there, you know, because we need to feed our soul. And okay, we can talk about good books and podcasts. And that's really important. You know, it's a bit like the food for your soul are those, you know, those sources. Um, And that's very important that we give them give them importance in our day. But also, I would suggest is the whole idea of giving yourself time to pray. And that's something that I think personally has helped me hugely. Um, It gives you the space, the quiet to align with your core values. And, and I suppose from a Christian perspective we know that prayer isn't just you know sitting on my own and introspection which is which is also good in itself but it's having a conversation with God you know and I know different people approach this from different angles like for me God is somebody who I try to relate to, for others it's, it's a case of well if you exist I want you to know this, so it depends on where you are in your faith or your spiritual journey but it is a sacred space, it's a very intimate space, it's only you and you might say him, um, prayer helps you to face things. I've always found it helps you to stop procrastinating and things. And I think you know these days, you know there could be relationships in our lives that were maybe not particularly happy with where they're at. And it gives us a moment to think, well, maybe now is the time to to make that phone call or to send that message or to write that letter. Um, it helps us also to challenge your expectations. You know, sometimes our expectations are unreal and frankly quite inhuman. You know, going back to that idea of productivity and you know just busyness. Sometimes Sometimes we, you know, these days can give us an opportunity to sort of challenge those um, and then see things that we maybe couldn't see before. And that's something I think is always good to be open to. Yeah, I think the,
0: the whole thing of um, reflection is something that we can do maybe a little bit more now that we're Absolutely. at home. And because we're never we're never going to be in an ideal situation. I think for all of us, you know, that idea of reflection and time in silence, sitting in silence, f- for us, it's a luxury. And we're always thinking, I simply do not have time right now. Yeah, no, Whereas even to to build up that habit right now, to realize it, the benefit it has for you. And then when you go back into the fray, let's say you're, you know, hopefully this, you know, lockdown or whatever like this is, is lifted eventually. That uh, we'll have that habit. We'll have built that habit of seeking silence and we'll set it aside for ourselves each day.
1: Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I totally agree with you. Sometimes we put things as luxuries that just aren't luxuries and they're really important for us. Mm. They help us to to stand back and to see, well, this is what I really want in my life and for those I love. Um, I think the other part of inner peace that is very important and, you know, you touched on it as well in terms of relationships is looking at the quality of our relationships. And I think that's something we don't often do. In theory, we do it, but in practice, maybe we don't. Um, and I think there it's, it's that idea of accepting, you know, where people are at and knowing where to let go. You know, things don't change or people don't change because we overthink them or we ruminate. And uh, and I think I've always found this helpful, this idea that don't believe your thoughts. You know, they're not always the most rational um, and our judgments aren't always the most balanced you know we can be emotionally hijacked depending on where we're at and I think that's an important factor in when we look at our relationships you know because it could be a bit under pressure at the moment Uh, and give people plenty of rope you know don't guess ask you know sometimes we can so often think they did this they didn't do the other so I assume they mean the following or they said this or didn't say that whereas sometimes you can find people are in a very different space and they're not necessarily thinking the way we're thinking at all so we can't read minds. And, and I think all of that approach will help us, will save us from misguided conclusions. Uh, I've always been struck as well in the whole area of, you know, just speaking, you know, try to speak the truth and speak with kindness. It's, a, it's, a, it's something that I, I was always struck by, say, in the life of St. Jose Maria. You know, he had this quote that went something like, if you're nothing positive to say, don't say anything at all. And I've always found that a very, very good sort of rule of thumb That don't try only to say things that everybody can hear, or say what you mean and mean what you say, and keep your counsel. You know, not everything we think needs to be articulated, and I I think that's an important one. You know.
0: Yeah, I think especially now because you can, I suppose there's there's an element of boredom that's that's you know present and kind of ticking people off is kind of like a sport sometimes <laughs> that you like to just kind of like you know throw a dart at someone and just kind of metaphorically speaking of course um but then you don't realize the uh, the response back and you're going oh no this is going completely out of court for me now yes. you know um and that element i think when you were saying about you know reading people wrongly or don't presuming It reminded me of uh, this book of Leo Tolstoy, Anna Karenina, which is a very powerful book for understanding uh, the power of the imagination and how you can really feed your imagination and reread, rewrite reality based on what you're feeding your imagination and how... Really dangerous, that is, in a sense, oh, yeah. you know? so, yeah, it's
1: interesting. No, I think it's absolutely, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think it's very important to know what you're feeding your mind with and what's going on, what little narrative is going on today, mm. you know. And we have a good sense of humour too, you know, because we are human and we do crave extraordinary things. And, you know, and we always crave to be right, you know, yeah. which is, is part of who we are. Um, the other part, I think, as well, that helps that whole thing of our relationships is gratitude, and it's a huge part of inner peace, I think, you know, is that sense of just being grateful.
0: Why is that? Like, you hear that a lot, yes. you know what I mean? People saying, you know, oh, to, to have your grateful, what is it, the journal or whatever like that, Grouchy write down, the, yeah. yeah, you write down the 10 things that you're grateful for and everything, but like, okay, I appreciate that and everything, but why, you know, what I mean? like, why it just, you know, it's like, sometimes you feel like the world is trying to tell you that, you know, it's like your mum saying, now say thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. you know,
0: because the world is worse off than you are. So, you Get know, back ergo, your box, ergo okay. be be grateful.
1: Do you know that kind of way? I think, well, loads of studies have been done on it. Um, Martin Selkman, of course, is a big, you know, proponent of gratitude and optimism. Um, I think what it actually helps us do is just come back to basics. When we've lost the plot a little. And it does help us to realise that there is so much going on in our life that well it's being gifted to us you know and I think it contradicts this whole productivity and me you know being in the centre centre of everything And helps us to realise well we're not really and we've been given so much like our life the people in our lives all the opportunities we've received and we can all do I'm not in Syria in a refugee Mm -hmm. camp or whatever it is but and and, and that might sound a little bit of throwing cold water on well you can have no right to feel anything about anything so there because life could be worse and it's true but I think if we get in behind that a little bit and just even be grateful for the fact that you know I'm alive today, that I have food on the table or whatever, and try yeah. to get a little bit behind it, I think. Yeah. I think also gratitude. I know this might sound like a strange sort of um, one to, 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 to mirror it with, but the whole idea of forgiveness as well is an important yeah. part of it, um, because forgiveness is a hard thing to do. And it's hard to forgive, particularly people who are close to us. And when we forgive, we open up a world to gratitude. You know, so sometimes the step before gratitude sometimes is forgiveness. It's hard to just throw gratitude on top of everything and make it all better. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we have to dig a little bit deeper. And the whole idea of forgiveness is, well, we all need it um, to be forgiven and to forgive. We all make mistakes. We hurt people. We're complicit and evil in certain ways. We know that we need to own up. But we know that... um, you know the truth about it is you know as pope francis says you know god doesn't get tired of forgiving we just get tired of asking yeah. and i think that's a reminder to us that sometimes we can be so unmerciful with ourselves and and to be able to love ourselves first because if we don't love ourselves we can't love other people um and and i think that whole idea Again, helps us to look to expose the total lie that peace and perfection are on the same page. They're not. Mm-hmm. Perfectionism is actually un- inhuman. It's an anathema to hum- being human because being human is is to be flawed. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And that's a very important part of being that inner peace is accepting my flaws and my beauties, my my greatness as well as my limitations. Uh, and then you know, forgiveness, the acceptance, the inner peace, and the gratitude is all like you know, they're they're rolled up together. It's hard to know where one begins and the other ends. Um, And it's a reminder too that we are enough in a certain human sense, but also we're looking for more because Mm God, I remember hearing somebody say once that God doesn't give you desires that you can't, Fulfill or that he can't fulfill. And that's very much, that's very Saint Augustine. And I think that's a really important thing to remind yourselves of a lot, Mm. you know, in the context of what we're experiencing at the moment. There are silver linings all over the place, but sometimes it's hard to find them. And we need to step back a bit to do that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, I suppose, just in concluding a little bit about this, is kind of the sense of inner peace is really about pulling back um, and seeing perspective. Because I think. What happens, we we all have a tendency, and I suppose it comes with gravity, is to lower our gaze, to have our nose against the wall. And all these, you know, advice, advice that you have given us of, you know, fasting from certain things, accepting you have enough. Um, picking with the core values and then the time and space to reflect that gratitude of pulling back almost from the humdrum of wanting to close in on your reality and and control it almost whereas this is pulling back and giving reality and giving yourself that space to let it breathe almost so that 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 peace can be restored into your life
1: absolutely yeah absolutely couldn't be more
0: Okay, well, thank you very much, Maura. Thank you. Um, and thank you very much, everyone, for listening to our first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you can return to listen to some, to, to some more. Okay, thank you.